Okay, good morning everybody. Today's daf is Nadarim daf Samachay. We are holding on the very top of daf Samachay Medal. Today's share is sponsored by Dr. David Lander in honor of his wife and children and Le'ili Nishmas' mother, Goldaba Simcha, Allah Shalom. And it's also sponsored by Yael and Yosef Gervich in appreciation of their children's Rebbeim and Marot. We thank both sponsors very, very much for the sponsorship. So uh, what we're going to learn today, first is we're going to learn from Moshe Rabbeinu uh, that you can only be matir, a neder, that you took against someone in front of that person. And the Gemara is going to uh, uh, the, to show us how this was violated with the Shavuah that was taken by Tzidkiyahu to Nebuchadnezzar, that the, uh, the Sanhedrin was matirit, not in front of Nebuchadnezzar. And then the Mishnah on the bottom of Amr Aleph is going to talk about cases of Nolad that lahalacha are not treated as nolad, meaning we spoke about that in poskin benolad that it's not a valid pesach when you're going to d- discuss something that had not yet existed at the time of the neder. So even though in poskin benolad there are cases of nolad that lahalacha, at least according to one tana, are not treated as if they are nolad. Then the first mishnah on Amud Beis is going to talk about being poseach by telling a fellow that his neder um, uh, caused him to violate a pasuk in the Torah. All the psukim we're going to identify are ben adam lechaveru psukim. Had you known that uh, your neder would cause you to violate losikim losito losikom losito losisos zechichu after the rechel kamocha, all of these types of uh, averos, would you have taken the neder? So the mission is going to discuss being poseach with a pasuk in the Torah. Then the uh, next mission, the last mission on the daf, is going to talk about being poseach with the fact that you're going to have to pay exuba that a guy took a neder that effectively ends his marriage. But we said to him, did you realize that you're on the hook for the, uh, for the ksuba? And the, is going to, the Mishnah is going to have a story that demonstrates that halacha about being poseach with the ksuba. And the Gemara is going to bring uh, two halachos that are derived from that story. And that will take us all the way to the Mishnah on the top of Samech Vav where we get those two halachos that are derived from that story. So let's begin on the top of Samachay and Aleph. Uh, we had said that uh, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to Moshe Rabbeinu, you've got to go back to Mitzrayim, what he was really telling him was that he has a Pesach to be matir the Shavuah that he took to Yisro when he told Yisro that he's not going to leave Midian and go back to Mitzrayim. So Hashem was telling him, don't worry about that Shavuah. You only took that Shavuah because you thought that there were people there ready to kill you those people aren't there anymore so the Gemara brings another din that we derive from the Shavuah of Moshe Tanya Hamudra no Michavero if a person takes a neder in front of his friend against his friend then ain't matirin lo elibafanov then the only way to be matir that neder is also in front of that very friend so where does it say it doesn't say that it's bifnei chavero that you took the neder it just says mudra no mechavero but Tosos and the Rush say that it must have been in front of the friend because Moshe Rabbeinu took the Shavua Bifnei Yisro but if it was Shalom Bifanov then we'd be allowed to be Matir even Shalom Bifanov the Mi'iri has a girsa in the Brisa where it says it explicitly Hamudar Hana Mechavero Bifanov that it's a Dafka if you're Mudar Hana Mechavero Bifanov then yeah, you could be Shalom Bifanov and you're Shalmi also says Hamudar Hana Mechavero Bifanov Lo Yishalom Ella bifanav, shelo bifanav, 
Nishalo bein b'fanav bein shalo b'fanav. So the Yushalmi is even more explicit that this din that you can only be shawel uh, b'fanav is only true when the initial neder was taken b'fanav. But if the initial neder was not taken b'fanav, you could even be shawel shalo b'fanav. However, the, 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 there are rishonim that uh, that say that based on our girsa, um, it seems not that way. I mean, our girsa doesn't say b'fanav. It says so while the Rishalmi is explicit and while there are Girsa'os that are explicit that this din only applies if the original neder was Bifanov from our Girsa it doesn't seem that way it seems that, uh, that, that, that it's even when it's Shalom Bifanov why would it have to be that you'd have to be Mati the neder Dafka Bifanov Dafka Bifnei Chavero so uh, the Pashtus is the, uh, the, the Ran writes the Rishonim writes Right, that uh, it would be a violation of the Yisim Nikiyim Hashem Yisrael. This fellow knows that he has a, that there's a nedra na'a, uh, or that you took some sort of shavua, and and now he sees that you're violating it. He doesn't know that the nedra or the shavua went away. He doesn't know about the pesach because it was never. But you took it befanav, you got rid of it shalom befanav, and that's going to be a violation of uh, not keeping your own reputation. And as we pointed out yesterday, uh, what we learned from the pasuk of Yisim Nakiyim Hashem Yisrael is that a person is not a bailim on his own reputation. A person cannot say as long as I know what I'm doing is right, I don't care what other people think. You have to care what other people think. A person has to uh, maintain a proper reputation. The Tosas writes that the sugya assumes that, uh, that, that our sugya assumes that that's the, uh, the real reason over here. And Tosas and the Rush say that uh, something different though, that, uh, that there's another uh, reason that's offered in the Yerushalmi. And the Yerushalmi says another reason why it's got to be in front of is Mipnei Habusha. What does Mipnei Habusha mean? So Tosas and the Rush means that it should, the guy should be embarrassed at the time of the Hatara. We want to create a certain sense of embarrassment if you want to be Matir and Neder that you took against somebody. So you have to go Bifanov. So the, what it means is that since he was Nader Bifanov, he's going to be Mispayish in front of him. He's not going to be Shol on the Neder by, uh, by, by, uh, by looking for a Pesach that's not a proper Pesach. Meaning we're trying to discourage him being Shol on the Neder in an improper way. So we say, you know what? We're not going to make it easy for you. When you're going to be Shoal on the Neder, it's going to have to be Bifanov. So uh, so that, that's the concept of Busha. However, the Ran understands the concept of Busha a little bit differently. That Mipneha Busha means that it's Efshar, that since he's going to be Mispayesh, he's not going to be Shoal on the Neder because, uh, and the, the, uh, because sometimes the Sheila doesn't have any uh, value to it and because of the Busha, he'd rather just keep the Neder. That's what the uh, number of the Rishonim Right, so the Ran writes that according to that, the din of the Bryce is only when it was Lutzorach Chavero. You said to him uh, that you're not enough from a particular item if you don't do uh, Tova for me. So since the Neder was Lahana'as Chavero for the Toelas, he's going to be Misbayesh to uh, be Matir, and maybe uh, he won't actually be Matir because of the Busha. But if it wasn't Lutzorach Chavero, then you could be Matir even Shalobifanov because you're not uh, preventing any Hana'a. It's not. Uh, it's not Shaykh Busha. I mean, the whole idea of Busha is that here I took this nether that was to benefit you, and now I'm, I'm, I'm backing out on the nether. So it's creating a sense of Busha. But if it wasn't L'Tzorah Haveru, then it won't. Uh, then there's no reason uh, that you need to be Matir uh, Befanov. But if the whole issue were one of Chashad, were one of Yisim Nekiyim, it, no, it makes no difference whether there's a Toelis to the, uh, in the nether or not. Either way, you can't, be, uh, you can't create
create a sense of chashad. So again, bottom line, there are two reasons offered in the Yerushalmi why there is a halacha that when you took the nether b'fanav, you have to be shoel b'fanav as well. That you have to undo the nether dafka b'fanav. Either because of the yisim nikiyim, the other person won't know that you've been released of the nether, or because of busha, that uh, we're trying to discourage for whatever reason, whether it's because it's bringing him into Wallace or Stam, we just don't want you to go with the She'ela Shalok Hogan. We don't want you to find the Pesach Shalok Hogan. We're trying to generate a certain sense of, uh, of, of Busha. Um, so, the, uh, so, so that's the, the halacha. So now, says Gmar Minani Mili, how do I know that there's such a halacha that if you're Mudra Mechaveru Befanov, then it's in Matiru Lal Befanov? Meaning, I, now uh, we, re, we just gave two explanations for why the halacha is such. But what's the source for such a halacha that it needs to be Befanov? So, I'm Rav Nachman Dichsiv, because the Pasuk says, Vayom Rashem El Moshe Bimindyad, Leich Shuv Mitzrayim, Kimesu Kola Anashim, so why does it have to say that Moshe Rabbeinu, that Kodesh Baruch spoke to Moshe Rabbeinu in Midian? So it must be that Amarlo uh, be Midian Nadarta. Hashem said to Moshe, "You took the neder in Midian, which means in front of Yisro, and therefore now that you're going to be matter that neder lech vater nidrucha be Midian. The uh, the neder has to be hutar in Midian in front of Yisro. How do I know that he took a neder in the first place, not to go back to Mitzrayim? Meaning, uh, all I see from there is." that Kodesh Baruch gave the instructions in Midian, but the assumption of the Limud is that there was a nether already in place that was taken in Midian, and that's why Hashem had to give him the instructions to undo the nether dafka in Midian. But how do I know that there was such a nether in place, that there was such a shavua in place? Because the Pasuk says, Vayoel Moshe. Pasuk says, Vayoel Moshe Moshe. That Moshe Rabbeinu was Vayoel. So we dash the word Vayoel means the Lashon of Allah, and in Allah, Elosh Shavua. And Allah always means a Shavua. Because the Pasuk says, when it comes to the Nevuah of Yecheskel, about Nevuchadnezzar, it says, Vayavo also Ba'Allah. That, uh, that, that he was Kari's bris and he was uh, Vayavo also Ba'Allah. And over there, Allah certainly means a Shavua, that he took a Shavua that he shouldn't be morayed against Nebuchadnezzar, that Sidkiyahu shouldn't uh, rebel against Nebuchadnezzar. So, V'gam b'melech Nebuchadnezzar, the Pasuk says, V'gam b'melech Nebuchadnezzar, Marad asher hishbiu belokim chayim, that Nebuchadnezzar had been mashbia Sidkiyahu not to be morayed, and, uh, and, and and he was Marad, even though it went against the Shavuah. So you see that Vayavahu Soba Allah means a Shavuah. So just like by Tzidkiyahu, the word Allah is a Lashon of Shavuah, so too Vayoel Moshe is a Lashon of Shavuah. And you see that Moshe Rabbeinu took a Shavuah to remain in Midian, and that's why Hashem had to be matter that Shavuah, Davka Befanav, Davka in front of Yisro, because that's the only way to release him of the Shavuah. The Rishonim point out that Shavuah's Moshe Rabbeinu to Yisro was after he received received uh, a uh, Tzipora as a wife, after Yisrael was willing to give him his daughter uh, as, uh, as a wife. So the Rishonim all quote from Rabbeinu Tam that that's important over here, that's an important element, uh, element over here, that since um, she, uh, from the Hatara of the Shavuah, the Gemara derives the din that you need, I mean, it's this Shavuah to stay with Yisrael 
from which we derive the din that the Atara needs to be befanav, it could be that that halacha, that the Atara needs to be befanav, only applies when the noder was makabal some sort of hana'a from the, from the mudar. That over here, in Moshe Rabbeinu, uh, was makabal hana'a from Yisro. And maybe that's why this shavua is so strong, I'm going to stay with you, is so strong that the only way to be matirit is befanav, because Moshe Rabbeinu received something. So because of the shavua, that, uh, that, uh, because of the, the, the fact that he received, that he got, uh, got Yisro's so the same with Sidkiyo, that uh, Nebuchadnezzar, uh, that that uh, did, didn't kill him because he took a shavua that he's not going to be Megala the, the secret. We'll see soon what the story was. But the story was that Nebuchadnezzar had some sort of secret. He didn't want it revealed. Sidkiel found out about it. So Nebuchadnezzar could have just killed him. But Sidkiel said, relax, you don't have to kill me. I won't tell anybody. Okay, so I take a shavua, I won't tell anybody. So he gave me, did him a favor that he didn't kill him. So because he received some sort of favor in return, that's why it had to dafka be the fun of. Um, the, uh, from Tosfos though it's mashma that this whole sugya assumes that the reason it has to be fun of is because the limud is from Moshe and over there the tam mipnei is not going to apply that's what the Rishonim point out meaning we gave two reasons before as to why it's got to be fun of is it because of chashad or is it because of busha um, the, uh, so if you understand mipnei busha means that he should be mispayish fun of and maybe he won't be that wouldn't apply by the Shavuah Moshe Rabbeinu because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is telling him to go back to Mitzrayim so uh, the, 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 the desired result is that he should go back to Mitzrayim not that he should be so misbayish uh, so that he just won't undo the Shavuah no, no, we need you to undo the Shavuah HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants him to go back to Mitzrayim so it must be that the reason that the Tzvarasiyon points out it must be that the reason that uh, that he had to do, that he had to be release himself of the Neder Dafka in front of Yisro was because of the concern concern of, uh, of Chashad. So bottom line, what we have over here is we now have a derivation of where we learn this halacha from, that you need to be matir we learn from Moshe Rabbeinu, and we know that Moshe Rabbeinu had a shvu in place because he used the term Vayoel Moshe, Lashon of Allah, just like he used by Nebuchadnezzar and Sidkiyahu. And we have uh, in, in Rishonim and in the Yushalmi two reasons why it is that it has to be Befanav, either because of Yisim Nikim or because of Busha. So says the Gemara, once we're on the topic of the story with Sidkiyahu and Nebuchadnezzar, what taka was that story between Sidkiyahu and Nebuchadnezzar? Maimar do say, what was the shvua? that caused Sidkiyo to be worried against Nebuchadnezzar by violating that Shavua. So Ashkechet Sidkiyo and Nebuchadnezzar davukha'achal ar nevachaya. That Sidkiyo once caught Nebuchadnezzar eating a live rabbit. And that was a very disgusting thing to do. That shows a certain sense of Achzarius that he's eating a live, not even like a live bug. I mean, this is like a, an animal. This is disgusting that Nebuchadnezzar would, uh, would do something like that. It's a midus Achzarius. And uh, that, that's the assumption that it means actually a live rabbit. The Mefarish says that no, it means uh, uncooked. It means raw. Chaya very often in Shas, you know, Dabar Nechel Kamoshu Chai means something that's edible raw. It doesn't mean something that's alive. So maybe over here also it means raw. But the Marshat takes it literally and he says that it's the derech of the Balei Melchama who are achzarim to eat something that is, uh, that is not cooked. But Nebuchadnezzar went beyond that. And he ate something that was actually alive and he did it in order to develop a sense of achzarius. He wanted to be a very powerful warrior. He wanted to have no mercy. And in order to develop that sense of achzarius, to not have any mercy on any of his enemies and to be perfectly comfortable with 
with killing people, he he uh, he was doing exposure therapy on himself. He was uh, he was trying to to, to build this sense of achzarius. So uh, so Tzidkio saw that Nebuchadnezzar was eating this. Nebuchadnezzar didn't want uh, didn't want that to be revealed because it's embarrassing. So he told uh, he told Tzidkio, take a shavua that you're not going to reveal my secret. Velotepik milsa and uh, you're not going to say a word. So shtava. So uh, Tzidkio took the shavua. And the Sof, in the end of the day, Tzidkiyo really wanted to tell people what he saw Nebuchadnezzar doing in order uh, to, to embarrass him and that people should be worried against him. But he didn't do it because he had the Shavuah. But then, have a comment, started Tzidkiyo Begufe. Then Tzidkiyo started getting really agitated by this to the point that, it was, the way the Ran says, it was Mema'it B'Melech HaShemayim. Tzidkiyo couldn't think, he couldn't learn, he couldn't daven. I mean, he was causing him all sorts of trouble in terms of his Avodah Hashem because this was on his head so much that he had this information about Nebuchadnezzar and he wasn't able to share it. So it Shavuaseh. So Tzidkiyo went to the Sanhedrin to be Shoal on the Shavuah, to be Matir, the Shavuah the for him. And uh, the way the Ran understands that they listen to him because for Dvar Mitzvah you could be Matir Shalom B'fanav. Even though you have Halacha that you're only allowed to be Matir B'fanav, over here it was for Dvar Mitzvah. And Sitzkiyo was so Mitztair that it was being Mimait B'melech Shemayim, it was the equivalent of a, of a Dvar Mitzvah. And uh, and 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 uh, they uh, and 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 also Tzidkio was uh, you know he was a, it was a tzivoy amelech that Sanhedrin had to uh, to to, uh, to to release him of this nether. So that's how the uh, that's how the Ran uh, understands over here. So uh, so uh, so va'amar. So Tzidkio told uh, everybody now that he was released of the nether, he started sharing the news that oh you should have seen what I saw Nebuchadnezzar eating a live rabbit. So Shaman Nebuchadnezzar to come about. And all of a sudden, Nebuchadnezzar hears on all the, uh, you know, uh, the, 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 all around town that they're being mevazim, that he did this terrible thing. And there was only one person who saw it. There was only one person who would know about it. So Shalach Vaisi Sanhedrin Vitzitkyo. So he summoned right away. He knew to summon not just Sitkyo, but the Sanhedrin as well, that they all had to appear before him. So Amr Lahon, he first turns to the Sanhedrin. He said, Chaziz and my COVID, Sitkyo, uh, you see what Sitkyo did to me, that he was Megala, my secret, and now it's a big busha to me. In public, didn't he take a shvua b'shem Hashem that he's not going to be megala my sod? So I'm late. Sitkiel said to Nebuchadnezzar, "Ishtali yashvuasa." Yes, I took such a shvua, but you know, I was shoel on the shvua. I uh, we we were able to do this, uh, you know, this hatara that I was uh, that I no longer am bound by the shvua. So Nebuchadnezzar said to the Sanhedrin, "Is that possible? You could be shoel on a shvua." So I'm the Amri Lay, the Sanhedrin said, in, yes, there is such a mechanism in halacha that a person could be shoal on a shvua. So Amalun Nebuchadnezzar said, does it need to be bifanav or filushalo bifanav? Let me ask you, a person takes a shvua to another person, he could just release himself of that shvua, even not in front of the other person, or does it normally have to be bifanav? So Amri Lay, bifanav. They said, yeah, it's got to really be bifanav. He said, well, then I have a question. Amr Lahon said, if that's the case, it's got to be bifanav. What did you do over here? You were matir tzidkio shalom b'fanai. It was not in front of me. Um, and if you want to tell me, because he's a melech, 
so you made an exception for him. My time alone recently, why didn't you tell Tzidkiel this halacha that it's got to be only b'fanav? So miyad right away in the Vuchanetzer was mitzavah that yesh v'laretzidim uzikne basion amr v'yisuk shasham tu karam mitachtehem that he took away their chairs and their cushions and he made them sit on the ground. He uh, he punished them in some way or another because it was shalom b'fanav. Now why didn't they just lie to him? Why didn't they when when he asked b'fanav shalom b'fanav? Why didn't they just say oh, no? There's no din that it has to be b'fanav. So uh, two explanations. The sheet quotes an explanation. They were afraid to lie to him and say that it didn't need to be b'fanav because they knew that he knew. Otherwise, he wouldn't be asking, meaning uh, obviously he was aware. He had someone uh, telling him what the basic halachas were. Tferet Sion says that they didn't want to lie to him because then divrei Torah would be b'zuyim be'enav. That uh, to say that what an immoral Torah. He would say that that's a totally immoral thing to do. That you took the neder b'fanai. So that, uh, that I'm privy to, but I'm not privy to when the neder is, uh, is released, when the shavua, when you're released to the shavua. So in order not to be mevazah the divrei Torah, they were willing to be mekabal and onesh, whatever that onesh might have been, not to be mevazah the Torah itself. The Iran quotes a machlokas rishonim in a case where you need to be matir befanav, and they were matir shalob befanav. Does it work? Meaning, uh, yes, there is a halacha that you can only be matir befanav. And the Ran had learned over here that the Sanhedrin didn't even do anything wrong because over here this was the tzarech mitzvah, the tzarech avodas Hashem. So they were allowed to do shalob befanav. But let's say you have a case where you must do it befanav, normal halacha where you have to do befanav, and they were matir shalob befanav. Does it work? So the Ravid and other rishonim say. No, it does not work. And the raya is from the fact that Sidkiyot and Sanhedrin um, were called out by the Pasuk that it says that uh, that he was marred bin Nebuchadnezzar, asher um, so, uh, so you see that it was considered a violation of the Shavuah. But many other Rishonim say, no, the Bidyevet, it does work, because Sanhedrin was takamatir for Tzidkiyot. So yeah, the Pasuk may say that he was marred bin Nebuchadnezzar, but that doesn't mean that it was against the Halacha. So, uh, so if the Sanhedrin was willing to be matirit, then it must be that, uh, that, that you're allowed to do it. It must be, not that you're allowed to do it, but that it's at least it's at least effective. Pischei Tshuva in Yeridei and Simon Reish Ches quotes from one of the Achronim that a person who takes a Shavua not to be Megala a secret to Shimon. Let's say, uh, you know, someone says, I, I, Shimon cannot find out. I do not want uh, you to tell Shimon about this. So uh, Pischei Tshuva quotes from one of the early Achronim that you're allowed to tell Ruvain and then Ruvain can tell Shimon. Because uh, Ruvain is not bound by the Shavua. You don't have a Shavua not to tell Ruvain. You only have a Shavua not to tell Shimon. So even though you know that Ruvain's going to tell Shimon, you're allowed to tell Ruvain. So comes along the Tshuva's Chalkas Yaakov and he says that uh, that can't possibly be correct. Meaning a person is Nishba Shalolagalos that he doesn't want it to be known to Shimon by anybody. The point is not that I don't want you to tell Shimon. The point is I don't want Shimon to know about it um, because uh, otherwise, why don't you say, uh, okay, I won't tell him. I'll just write it to him. I'll pass him a note that says it to me. I, that's not telling. Ksiva's not Kedibor. And that's obviously ridiculous. There's no, uh, you can't you can't say, and the raya that that's ridiculous is that Sitkyo was Nishba not to be Megala Nebuchadnezzar's secret and he had to be shown on the and the Ran says, oh, and the reason they were allowed to do that Shalom was because it was a Dvar Mitzvah and it was affecting the Vod Shem, this and that. What, 
don't need you to do that. Let, let's sit here. Just write it. Let him just uh, write it down and pass around notes to people. Elamai, it's not about the actual words that he says that I'm not going to say it. The point is, I'm not going to let it be revealed. And that's what you have to assume if a person is, uh, is, uh, is swearing you to secrecy, that he wants it to be a secret. It's not just that he doesn't want you to say it. Okay, new mission now. There are certain things that look like they're nolad, where the Rabbanon hold that ain't poskim benolad, but really the enam kenolad. Really, they, they're they're not nolad, and we are poseach with these things, even according to the Rabbanon. But even though Rameir says that, that even with the fishitas Rabbanon, the items I'm going to list are uh, are you're allowed to be poseach with? They don't have a status of nolad. The chachamim disagree. Now, whether the chachamim in fact disagree, whether we have that girsa of the ain chacham modimbo is a uh, discussion. The Rush and Tosos have this girsa that it's machlokas from Meir and the Chamim, but in Piskeh Rashi says that some of the girsa in the Mishnah, the Chachamim Modimbo, which gives a very different impression, right? And that's not the Ein Chacham Modimbo, it's Vacham Modimbo, that everyone agrees that these items you could be Poseach with, that they don't have a din of no line. But at least some Tana, whether it's only Rameir or even the Chamim, some Tana holds that the following items that we're going to list do not have a status of nolad, and you could be posech in the neder. So Ketzad, what what is something that 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 looks like nolad but is not nolad? Omer konim shani nosias plonis shavia ra. Guy takes neder. I will not marry this girl because her father is bad. And then Amrulo, they tell her that uh, the, this father is meis oshas tshuva. The father is dead, or he did tshuva, or he says konim baizah shani nichnas shakelav ra betocho shanachash betocho. I will not enter that house because there's a bad dog or a, or a, or a nachash in that house. So Amrulo, they said meis hakelav oshenerag hanachash. Don't worry, the kelav died or the nachash was killed. Sahareza kenolad. That that has a status of nolad in a certain sense, but meaning it seems like nolad because the death of the snake or the dog or the father seems like something that didn't happen yet but it doesn't have a status of nolad the halacha and therefore we could be posech but ve'en chacham modem lo again our gears of the Gemara of the Mishnah is that the chacham are not moda to, uh, to this halacha so the, uh, the, the idea that uh, that that the father was bad, and then, and that's why he took the neder. That is, a, a, and and turns out that the father either died or did tshuva. That that that's uh, that that's not considered nolad. He could be posach. We could say that had you known that the father would do tshuva, would you have taken the neder? That's uh, not included in the uh, in the in the neder. There is a tshuva in the maharit in chilik beis where he was he was asked about a tamachacham that was nishtadech with bito shel ruven with a certain girl who is ruven's daughter. And he took a shavuah that he's going to marry Bito Shal Ruuvein, and then it became uh, they they did a little more research into the shidduch, and he found out that there was a time in Ruuvein's life where he was porikol, where he totally left uh, uh, the religion, and he married a non-Jewish woman, and this girl is the daughter of that relationship. So yeah, Ruuvein has uh, has this daughter. Now he moved to Tzvat and he uh, did tshuva, whatever. But but uh, but 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 uh, he's got this daughter that was from that relationship. Mustama, she was Megayer otherwise what's the Shaila and, uh, and, and now the, uh, the guy who said the, the Chacham who signed up for the Shidduch said I don't think I'm so interested in this Shidduch anymore that Bito Shal Ru'uvein so the Shaila is well wait a second he did Shuvah so uh, the re- only reason he wouldn't want the Shidduch is because Ruven's a Russia. how can you say Ruven's a Russia? he did Shuvah so Bito Shal Ru'uvein should still be should still be binding certainly based on our Sugya so that's when Marit says no our Sugya is not a Raya at all the fact that they tell the guy uh, that that uh, you know you, you 
meaning the case in our Mishnah, that the guy says, I don't want to marry uh, this uh, girl because her father's a Russia, and they tell him he did sh- that he did tshuva, that that's not considered nolad. You could be matir, and it's Panam Chadashos Balakan. The Marit says two reasons why it's different. First of all, the Lashna of Vihara sounds like that the whole nether was only Kolzman, that he is Ra. Because if you wanted to say that, the, that, uh, that, that it's because of a Begam, he should have said Shehi Bas Ish Ra, which sounds like she is Paguma and therefore doesn't is not as a Kavadika person. But if uh, if he took a nether Kol's Mansha of Yara, and then her father is no longer Ra, then in a Hanami, that would not be considered a Nolad. Uh, and furthermore, he says, Aviara doesn't necessarily mean that he did Averos. It just means that he had some sort of bad reputation. But a guy who Mamish intermarried, and that's uh, where this girl comes from, that's a totally different uh, story. Also worth mentioning, in the Sefer Tov Lahodos, a quote here in the Penina Allah section of the Masifta, he points out that it's interesting that the other example given is not that just the one example is that her father is bad. The other example is, I won't go into that house because there is a Kelevra or a Nachash Betocho. So the the the, uh, the juxtaposition of kelev ra and nachash is an indication that uh, that a kelev is ra that a ke- because of all animals to associate a kelev with why would you associate a kelev with a nachash a nachash is like the worst kind of animal the nachash akadmoni so there's a, a lengthy passage in the maral Prague in the chidush agados and masechah shabbos where the maral uh, talks about the unique nature of a kelev and how uh, kelev ra is not a description of a particular type of dog, it is a description of dog kind, meaning of, uh, of dogs uh, in general, that, uh, that a kelev is ra. So that seems to be a discussion in the post whether that's true. Whenever we say kelev ra, does it mean this particular kelev is ra, or that klavim are always considered to be ra? That's why traditionally Jews uh, were not, it's one of the reasons, that tra- also because of the Nazis used dogs against us, that for, for uh, t- until this generation, Jews were very, very hesitant about, uh, about getting dogs, that, uh, you know, that there's, uh, there's a lot in the literature about, uh, about dogs. But then COVID came, so everyone has a dog. Okay, so Konam uh, Sha'ani, person says that uh, I'm not going to go into, I'm not going to go into this marriage because her father is a Russia. So Mace, uh, no Ladu, so asks the Gemara, wait a second, then, we, then, we, then he's told, oh, the father's dead. Well, that's no Lad. Why does Ramayr think that it's not no Lad and you could be Poseach and such a thing? Some Rafuna, Nasa Ketola Nidro Bedover. Two explanations. Rafuna says, we view it as a neder al tonight. It's as if he said that uh, this woman is uh, gonna. Uh, uh, I'm taking a neder not to marry this woman. Calls man that her father is ra, and therefore if he either did tshuva or he died, so then she doesn't have a, an evil father anymore, and therefore he can marry her. Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan says no, it's not like Nolad because when he says when they tell him meis or shasa tshuva, kvar meis ukvar asa tshuva. The point that Kamri like they're not telling him that uh, that he has since since the time of your neder. He has died or done tshuva. They tell him that he had already died. He had already done tshuva. And therefore, uh, you don't need hatara uh, because it's a nether talus, that the nether is mutar me'elav. So two answers. One is that it's like a nether al-tanai. And the other is that the metzius is that it was a talus, that it, the father wasn't even ra at the time of the nether. Must have Rabbi Abbas, Rabbi Abba challenges that we learned in a, in a Mishnah later on. 
we're going to see in tomorrow's daf. A person takes a nether, I'm not going to marry this ugly girl. It turns out she's a beautiful girl. Or he says, I'm not going to marry this girl because of a particular uh, characteristic or because of a dark, her dark complexion. It turns out she's pale as a ghost. Or he says, I'm not going to marry this girl who's very short. It turns out she's very tall. So he got the wrong information. He was looking at the wrong uh, shidduch resume. So he thought, I, he took a nether, I'm not going to marry this girl because of these uh, 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 you know, objective characteristics that are simply not true. So then Mutraba, then he's allowed to marry her. And it's not because she was once ugly and then she turned beautiful or or she was uh, dark complexion and she turned a lighter complexion or or she was short and then she grew. It's because the whole nether was tall. So at the time of the nether, he didn't know that she was beautiful or light complexion or tall, and because of that, he took the nether. And nidre tos don't require a hatara, so he could just marry her. So according to Rav Huna's approach in our Mishnah, that the reason in our Mishnah that uh, the, the, to be matir these things that uh, appear to be nolad is because it, we view it like a tanai. So I understand that there's a difference between our Mishnah and that Mishnah. Our Mishnah is about a nether that's viewed as a nether al tanai. that Mishnah is a nether betawus, that he simply had the wrong information. El Rabbi Yochanan, according to Rabbi Yochanan's approach in our Mishnah, Damar Kvar Meis, Kvar Rabbi Yochanan's approach in our Mishnah is that the guy says, I'm not going to marry the daughter of this guy because this guy's a Russia, and then he didn't realize that at the time he took the nether, the guy had already done tshuva, he was already at Sadiq, or the guy had already died, or, you know, the, the kelev wasn't in the house anymore, the kelev had already died, or the nachash had already died. So our Mishnah is about a nether betos. Why would I need two Mishnahis in a row? Not in a row, there's another Mishnah between. Why would I need two, two, two Dapim in a row? Mishnahis that talk about a nether tos, that a nether tos is not binding. So Kasha. So that uh, Taka is a Kasha on the sheet of Rabbi Yochanan, who understands that our Mishnah is about a nether tos. If our Mishnah is about a nether al Tanai, so it's perfectly fine. You have a Mishnah about a nether al Tanai, and then you have a Mishnah tomorrow about a nether tos. But if our Mishnah is also about a nether tos, to have two Mishnahis in back to back Dapim about a nether tos, that seems a little bit strange. The Rambam, in the eighth paragraph of the Dharm, Paskins like Rafuna, not like Rabbi Yochanan. The Mishnah says, because the Gemara leaves it as a Kasha on Rabbi Yochanan. So that's why that's the indication, even though Kasha is not to Yufta, meaning the indication is that there might be some way to answer this question, but it would be Bedalchak. So much better to go with the approach that uh, doesn't have any, any problems with it. Right to the next Mishnah. Vaoda Meir says, Poschen lo we could come up with a Pesach to him from, from that which is written in the Torah. We'd say to him, if you would have known that it seems that uh, this is a violation of being vengeful, that uh, you know the person didn't do you a favor, so you're taking a nether against him, or that uh, you took a nether not to be so uh, you're violating losisna, uh, you're violating hating your friend, or you're not uh, showing proper love, um, uh, or or now that you took this nether, if he ever becomes poor, you're not going to be able to give him tzedakah, and that's a violation of a chayachicha imach. 
and he says, you know what? Had I realized that I went to take him the nether, that's good. That's a valid Pesach for his nether. Even though we said yesterday, is not a valid Pesach, so the Rishonim point out, yeah, that's because Kvod HaMakom is directly asking him, you know, would you have taken this nether if you would have known that you're being mevazadur ribono shalolam? So that we think he wouldn't have, the, he's going to lie. He's going to say, you know, I went to take him the nether to be, because it's embarrassing to say, yeah, I don't care about being mevazadur ribono shalolam. But these psukim, you know, they sound more like moral type of things and not just, uh, you know, Benal Mechavero doesn't, doesn't hit the same way. You know, uh, yeah, okay, so I, I, I didn't like the guy, so uh, uh, he'll give a more honest answer. So this is a valid, uh, a valid Pesach. So I'm like, Rav Huna Bar Katina said to Rabbah, he asked, how could you be Poseach with the mitzvah of um, a A person's not going to be mischarit on his nether because of that. Neymar, let the guy say, what do you mean? It's a violation of Chayachichimach. If I, I can't give this guy Hanah, call the money Lava I don't support every Ani in the world. Let him get Zedaka from somewhere else. Whatever Chiyav I have to be Mepharnis together with the rest of the Zibor, I'll give the money to the Gabbai Tzedaka. Then it's not my problem. I mean, it's not called that he's getting Hanah from me when I give money to the Gabbai Tzedaka. And the Gabbai Tzedaka happens to give some of the money to him. Maybe the money I'm giving to the Gabbai Tzedaka will be earmarked for a different Ani. And uh, this will go. Uh, that's the way some Rishonimans said. Other Rishonimans said, no, I'll give to a different guy by Tzedakah that doesn't take care of him, because money is fungible. You can't say, my money is earmarked for, uh, for other Aniyim. It's all, it's, all, it's, it's all the same pot, so it's got to be a different pot that I'll give to a different guy by Tzedakah. Yeah, but you're a very close friend of his or a family member of his. People, when they, uh, when they start to struggle, before they get to the guy by Tzedakah, they first go to the people around them. So, uh, so he's going to go to you first. So therefore, it would be a violation of Chayachichimach if uh, by by keeping this neder. Next Mishnah, they could be posach for a person with uh, by by telling him if you would have known that you're going to have to pay the ksuba, would you have taken this neder against your wife that's going to cause you to have to divorce her? There was a case where a guy took a neder that that uh, they did not get enough from his wife, and therefore he had to divorce her. And the ksuba was worth four hundred dinar, meaning normally ksuba is two hundred. He threw in another two hundred. And they came to Rabbi. And he said, you have to divorce her, and you got to pay the whole ksuba. He says, I only got an $800 Yerusha. My brother got $400 of it, I got $400 of it. They must have had an older sister, so there was no pishnaim. Uh, you know, couldn't she, I at least give her only half of my Yerusha so I can have something? Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva said, what are you talking about? This is your ksuba. If you have to sell the hair off your head, you got to sell it. You're going to have to pay your ksuba. So then Rabbi Kiva said, well, the, the husband said, if I would have known that, I never would have taken the neder. Rabbi Kiva said, that's all I need to hear. He was matter the neder. So you could be poseach with ksubas isha. So Shaman Mina, so says Gemara, we learn two critical halachas from this story. Number one, from the fact that Rabbi Kiva told the guy that he has to pay the ksuba from the money that he got as Yerusha, even though it's money, it's metaltalim, so you see metaltalim mishtabdi luksubasa. You see a halacha, that even though there's a machlokas tanoim about this, that we see that apparently Rabbi Akiva Paskins, that it's not only karka that's meshuba to the ksuba, even metaltalim is meshuba to the ksuba, even though that happens to be machlokas from Meir and the Rabbanan, in Meseches Ksuba Sandaf, Pei Aleph. So you see from Rabbi Akiva, that metaltalim is meshuba to the ksuba. So Abayi says, nah, you don't see that. Amar Abayi, 
Karka Shavash Manameos Dinar. He wasn't uh, saying that he received 800 dinar of cash as Yerusha. It means that he and his brother were given a Karka that was worth 800 dinar. And that's what, so it was actually Karka, it wasn't Metaltalin. But Katani Sa'arosho, Sa'arosho Metaltalin, he says, what are you talking about? Rabbi Akiva turned to him and said, you would have to sell the hair off your head. Well, that's certainly only Metaltalin. The hair on his head is Metaltalin. Why is that such a Dover Pashat that the hair on his head is Metaltalin? So the assumption is that it's the Seir Omid the Gazes, that the hair on his head that he actually needs, you know, for his payas, let's say, is not uh, going to be uh, Metaltalin. And he's not going to have to cut that and sell that. It's only the hair that's growing long that's uh, that's it's omid ligazes. So say or omid ligazes that's ready to be cut. That certainly has the din of metaltalin. So the Gemara is asking, how can you Abaye, tell me that it's all about karka? The hair on his head is metaltalin. So What he means to say is, I feel roshcha va'ochel. He's saying no, no. The, the karka is meshuba to the ksuba. And I don't care if it leaves you with nothing to buy lunch with today. You'll sell your hair on your head to buy yourself lunch. But the hair on the head was not Meshubah to the Ksuba. The Karka is Meshubah to the Ksuba. And then a second uh, halacha that we uh, derive from, uh, from, from this story, we have a machlokas, whether we're Mesadim for Bali Chovos, the same way we're Mesadim for, for, uh, for Arachim. The halacha is that if a person takes a vow of an Erech, and then he doesn't even have enough money to live, so we're Mesadim for him. We try to leave a leave out of his obligation to pay the vow whatever it is that he uh, that he needs do you do the same for a balchov that someone owes money to somebody else the massage and the balichov that at least make sure that the guy who's paying up that he has what to live on so apparently from this story you see that you don't leave him with anything because Rabbi Kiv was going to take everything away from him in order to pay up uh, the ksuba so Rabbi Yitzchak so the Gemara rejects so Rabbi Yitzchak says no it could be that our Mishnah holds that we are massage and balchov and we do leave him a little bit of karka in order for him to have his own parnasa. When Rabbi Kiva said you even have to uh, sell the hair off your head, what, what, he, what he was uh, lomar, what he was trying to say to the husband is uh, to, 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 that, uh, that, that, uh, even, that, that even if I'm going to leave you with a little bit of land uh, to, to, uh, to, to, uh, to live off of she'en mekar and starksuba, you're still going to have to pay the rest of the chov when you make money one day. Meaning right now you can only afford to pay 200 fine and you'll keep the other 200 for yourself so you can live but ultimately next time you make 200 dollars you're going to have to pay so it's that's all he was telling him not that we're going to leave you with absolutely nothing to live off of okay tomorrow we'll pick up at the Mishnah on the top of Samach Vav everyone have a great day